think you all know me by now. I've been around for a long time. <laughs> uh, anyway, great to see you all. It was awesome just having that time of really um, sensing the presence of God. It's very close. And, uh, you know, we've been seeking his presence and his glory and fire, all these wonderful things. And God's not going to disappoint us. He, he's going to show up in a wonderful way in the body of Christ and in the earth. So got something to really to look forward to. Uh, today my message is life is a gift to enjoy. So God wants us to enjoy life. He created this earth so that we would enjoy it and he wants us to find joy in, in the smallest of things and even the greatest of things. And we all go through trials and, and tribulations from time to time, but even in the midst of those, we need to keep a, a joyous heart because, you know, joy will turn things around. And what the enemy means, means for our harm, God can turn for good. And so, you know, it, we are supposed to be full of the joy of the Lord. That's the fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? You know, Satan has had his eye on the this earth, actually, and creation from the start. He wants to destroy it. He wants us to be miserable. And, he, you know, he planned and he took away uh, Adam's authority, the authority that mankind was supposed to have. And uh, so he could rule here, and he succeeded. And he, Adam fell for his lies, and he rebelled and so forth. But praise God, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this earth and so that he would die for us, for every woman, man, every child, and defeat Satan and hell and take back our authority. So we have authority over all darkness, absolutely. Salvation is a gift. It's a gift from God. When we re received Jesus, we were made a new creation in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? If you could see in the realm of the Spirit and you see somebody, you would see... You would see some shrouded in darkness and others with light. And when you receive Jesus Christ, that's what happens. We are filled with the light and the life of God. Our spirit is made in the image of God. We are recreated. And, uh, and light goes, flows from us and the glory of God flows from us. And uh, we are filled with the fruit of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. And so the second fruit is the spirit of joy. And that tells us that joy should be a prominent part of our lives. It should be a prominent quality in, the, in a, in a born-again man or woman, child, that joy should be very, very much part of our lives. It says in Psalm 16:11, in his presence is fullness of joy. If we get into God's presence, we get into the fullness of joy. Take, we need to take time out and just meditate on him, meditate on his goodness, because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And that's when we've had moves here and the world's had moves where people just start laughing for no reason. And it might look stupid, <laughs> but it's just they're in the presence of God and in his presence is fullness of joy. And when you're joyful, you're happy and you laugh. And uh, you may do stupid things like fall on the ground and roll around. <laughs> so we are filled with his presence and it's up to us to remain in that place 
of being aware of God's presence. We're all responsible for doing that and uh, to get in that place of the fullness of joy. It says in Isaiah 61 at verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. And so we have this garment of salvation upon us, which includes a praise, it includes worship, joy and peace and love, faith and holiness and, and the glory of God. So we have these wonderful garments of praise and, and that robe of righteousness that we can wear, and it involves joy. And when, when we consider what the Lord has done for us as sons and daughters, as heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, we have been made partakers of his divine nature. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing. God doesn't withhold anything from his children. You know, sometimes, you know, as parents, we might withhold certain things because we can't afford something, but God has an abundance. And he, he, he wouldn't withhold anything from us. There's nothing that he would withhold from us, unless it's something that would harm us. But he, he wants only good for his children. And he wants us filled with the joy, the joy of the Lord, to be happy, to be filled with the joy of God himself. And when we consider what he's done, you know, we should be the happiest people on the earth. We're born of God. We know where we're going. We know when we leave this place, we're going to go and be with him in heaven. No, and God, he's our source, he's our supply. He wants to be everything to us. And so when we consider that, we should be the happiest people on the earth. Absolutely. He, he says in Deuteronomy, with blessing I have blessed you. He, with blessing God has blessed each and every one of us. And the Bible has a lot to say about joy. God has made it possible for us to be joyful no matter what circumstances come against us. He said um, in John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So we, we should be filled with joy. He wants you to be filled with joy. So no matter what the enemy throws at us, that joy will bubble up. Well, God you know about this, you can turn it around. You can work it out for me. You're my supply. You're my source. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, it says, your words were found and I ate them. Like devouring God's word. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of, God, Lord of God of hosts. So your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So maybe we're just not spending enough time with God and not enough time in the word of God. If our joy has been stolen, maybe we just need to set time aside and just spend time in his word and allow God to minister to us. And remind ourselves, hey, I've got joy. The joy of the Lord is in, inside of me. And sometimes, you know, we just need to fake it till we make it. I like to say that. Just sometimes it's 
Life seems hard. Life seems difficult. But we know what God says to do. So let's just act as though it's so until it becomes so. All right? You can make as much noise as you like in this place. <laughs> okay, then. All righty. So it says in Ecclesiastes that life is, it talks about life is, you know, going on about life is worthless. It's, it's all vanity. Um, and, you know, without Jesus Christ, that's true. You could be the richest person on earth. You could have billions of dollars in the bank. You could have everything in the natural that you want, but you can be as miserable as sin. Because without Christ in our lives, we'll never have true, true happiness and true joy. And uh, you know, people can try and establish their own righteousness, the you know how they consider righteousness to be, but if they've not been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Everything's worthless. Isn't that right? So, you know, you, they may have the biggest bank accounts, but if God does not give them the power to enjoy it, it's all vanity. And if you remember the story in John chapter 5 and verses 1 to 9, Jesus came to the pool of Bethesda where the sick were laid by the pool and uh, they were waiting for the stirring of the water. For Every so often an angel would be sent to stir the water up and the first one in would be healed. Aren't we? I was thinking, how blessed we are today. Jesus is our healer. You know, we don't have to wait for a stirring of water and, and hope we can be the first one in. We don't have, it's not like that anymore. Healing is for us 24-7, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Healing is ours all the time. Well, Jesus saw this man lying there on that stretcher. He was unable to walk, and he said, well, do you want to be healed? You might think, well, that's a funny question, but it, was, it had a purpose. And he was living, this man at that time was living under the law because Jesus hadn't yet gone to the cross and died for our sins, for the sins of the world, and to make us righteous. But to be righteous in those days, you had to keep the law, which man could never do. And this man had an infirmity for 38 years. And it was not until the gift of God, Jesus, full of grace and truth, he came and arrived and he said to the man, rise up, take up your bed and walk. That From that moment, things began to change for the better for that man. And the Apostle Paul's comments concerning the religious leaders of Israel were, they are zealous concerning the law of Moses, but they're ignorant of God's righteousness. In other words, they're too busy establishing their own righteousness. People are just trying to be right. Hey, you'll never make it. You have to depend on the righteousness of God in you. He's made you the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So those um, Pharisees, you know, they were zealous, all right, about establishing their own righteousness, but they had not submitted to God's righteousness. Too busy they were, demanding people follow the law and that they didn't have time to enjoy themselves or they didn't want anyone else to enjoy life. And that is why the Pharisees questioned Jesus. They said about his disciples having fun. You know, they why aren't they fasting like us? You know, why aren't they serious and somber and miserable like we are? <laughs> why are they laughing and enjoying life? 
And uh, Jesus said, well, you know, while, while the groom's with them, you know, they've got to have fun. And uh, there will come a time of sorrow, which was when he was on the cross. But my gosh, three days later, great rejoicing for the whole world. Great rejoicing. Thank you, Jesus. And it says, uh, for Christ, did I, Romans 10, 4, I'm not sure if I did that one. No. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. So Christ put an end to the law of righteousness. And he provides righteousness based on God's grace in response to faith. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he who made, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So it's who we are. If you know Jesus Christ, he, he was made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What, a, what an honor. How amazing. So when we received Jesus, we were made right with God. We are clothed in his righteousness. And God is for us. He's not against us. He's for everyone. He's for us. He's not against us. But if people resist him, there's nothing that he can do for them. So with this righteousness that we have now comes freedom from fear of failing God, from trying to do things in our own strength. We don't have to. We just depend on him to live a fear-free life and to have fun. God wants us to have fun. That's why over and over he says, rejoice, rejoice. Have fun, rejoice. Be full of joy, laugh. You know, don't be so serious. <laughs> laugh. Find things to laugh about. It says in Proverbs 17.22, a merry heart does good like a medicine. Laughter is, is like medicine. It's, it's, and it's a weapon against darkness. You know, when the devil, he thinks he's got you, you just go start laughing. Ha, 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 devil, no, you are not beating me. Not at all. You're not going to put this on me. You know, Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my, my, um, my provider. He's everything that I need. He's everything that you need. But he wants you to enjoy life. He actually wants each and every one of you to enjoy life. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound, literally bubble over with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So he's, he's the God of hope and he will fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. In other words, it's not the natural things we think have value. The kingdom of God is about righteousness. It's about peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God is. Righteousness, right standing with God we have. We have peace. We have joy. We are filled with joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Second fruit. So it's very important. And God has given us so many gifts that we can enjoy life with. The gift of righteousness, which I mentioned, is, is great because we have right stand. We can stand before God without any sense of guilt. And if we sin or if we go and miss it, it's so easy. Lord, I'm so sorry. 
I shouldn't have done that. Forgive me. And it's gone. Absolutely gone. And so we're to live free of guilt, be filled with the peace and joy of the Holy Spirit, and we are to rejoice always in the Lord. And again, because you keep forgetting, I will rejoice. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just missing. God loves a cheerful giver. Well, we probably heard about that this morning. A joy-filled giver. Someone who takes joy in giving to God. He loves a cheerful giver. Don't be an old misery guts when you <laughs> give. God loves a cheerful giver. He likes to, you to be, you know, hey, God, Lord, you've given everything for me. Here, this is for you, and I'm happy about it. Let's be, let's be happy givers, not stingy givers. Be happy, happy givers. Mm. So joy should distinguish all of us. We should be the happiest people on earth. Just as in the natural, people are born with certain character traits. This is our character trait. Joy. Love. Joy. Peace. When there should be no peace. Patience. Kindness. Lacking a lot. <laughs> Goodness. Hey. <laughs> Never lacking. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness, faith, self-control is a good one, and gentleness. All these wonderful gifts, these wonderful things that God has placed in the body of Christ. Isn't that amazing? It's so good. All these awesome things he's put in there, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. All of that in each of you. That's who you are. That's the real you. You are filled with those things. But joy should distinguish us, us all. Joy is a force. It really is a force. And too many Christians have plugged up their well of joy. And it talks about that out of, I will, uh, how does that go? There used to be a song about it. I won't try and sing it. Anyway, unplug your well. Unplug, get your well unplugged and allow the joy to flow from it. Allow joy to control our lives. Don't be a grumpy, oh, grumpy boots or grumpy guts. <laughs> be filled with joy. You know, somebody asks you, say, oh, hmm. well, that sounds like a teenager like might do, but I know none of, no teenager in here would do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you do this? No, I'm going to do that. No. <laughs> joy. Hey, whatever, however old or how young you are, you are filled with the joy of the Lord. You're filled with the love of God. You're filled with peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and self control. So don't lose your temper. If you've got a temper, get it under control. Amen? Just. Don't, don't go out and go bang with the door. <laughs> oh, I don't know who's done that. None of you, of course. Have you done it, Johnny? You've done that? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All righty. So let's just unplug 
the well of joy within us and allow joy to bubble up and bubble out and let it take control of our lives. Let's not be so such misery guts, you know. Let's let's be <laughs> old misery guts. I don't know what your sons will be thinking of this. Anyway, we're meant to be happy, and you were not miserable and mean and unkind. That's not what a believer should look like. A believer should be kind, loving, full of joy, self-controlled. Not flying off the handle every minute. <laughs> I might be speaking to a few people here, am I? No. I won't look anywhere. I just look at the back wall. Okay. <laughs> okay. Love in your heart. Love in your joy. Peace. Be more peaceful. <sighs> just let it go. Fill with the peace of God. Patience. Be patient. You know, I know what. Come on, light. Come on. Change, change. <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, I'm stuck behind the slow driver. <laughs> Move over. Go hurry up. Get, get, at least get up to 90, you know. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, you know, you. The thing is, in your car, you might be on your own, but you're not. You're not on your own. God is with you in that car. The Holy Spirit is with you. He hears everything. <laughs> he, we, <laughs> he knows us. You can't hide anything from God. Isn't that such a shame? <laughs> no, you can't. There's, he doesn't miss a thing. He doesn't miss a thing. The awesome thing is we say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I blew it. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, sh I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Or I should have done that. Hey, God is good. Thank goodness he's good. Thank goodness he's good and merciful. <laughs> Filled with loving kindness, he is. You know, it's so good to be run around people who, who love fun and laugh a lot, isn't it? Do you like that? Better than old misery guts, eh? So, <laughs> you know, I'm not home. Are you home? No, no I'm not. I'm not home. <laughs> uh, if somebody's ringing, I think, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just out. <laughs> I can't lie either. We can't lie. You could say, I'm, I'm just about to go out and then go out. <laughs> <laughs> Even just to go round the block. <laughs> oh, oh, so, I'm sorry. Should I be talking like this? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so it's fun to be, it's great to be around people who are filled with joy, isn't it? I had a great aunt, and she was so much fun. We, you know, I never knew her but being old. You know, she was always old. And... Um, and she was. She was my great aunt. And, but she was amazing. She would tell funny stories. She would tell funny rhymes. And we'd ask her, oh, can you tell? You know, she knew about all about the house that Jack built, if you know that one. And, you know, and all, all these amazing things. You just rattle off. And, um, and she was so much fun. She was fun to be around. My sister and I went and stayed at her home. And she, she was probably then 
well in her 80s, maybe 90s, but she lived to be nearly 100. She just missed out on being 100 years old. But she was fun, and she was, full of, she was just full of fun and full of joy. And that's what we should be like. We should be like that. So we need to practice being joyful. Paul did say, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. We need to rejoice. If you can't rejoice about anything else, rejoice in him. So it's uh, so important. It ensures we walk in the blessings of God. It says in Deuteronomy 28, 47, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, therefore you shall serve your enemies. That's really important. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness. It wasn't just even in love. All right? He said, if you did, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness. So, you know, don't just think, oh, I've got to go to church or I've got to do this at church or, or whatever. But we serve God at home and in, in, in our workplaces too. So we need to serve him with joy and gladness for the abundance of all things. But if we don't, it says, therefore you shall serve your enemies. Satan will get a hold over us. And things won't work out so well. So it's important that what we do, we keep a cheerful attitude. Absolutely. Keep that joy and gladness inside of you. God says, with blessing I will bless you. He wants the blessings to come upon us and to overtake us. He doesn't want just, oh, now and then we get blessed. He wants the blessings to come upon you and overtake you. He says that in Deuteronomy 28 too, that the blessings will come upon you and will overtake you if. See, so we need to stir up joy in our hearts and happily serve God wherever he's put us. It says in Isaiah 12, 3, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. We draw up peace, we draw up joy, healing, provision, abundance, favor, mercy, goodness, all these wonderful things. We draw them up from our recreated spirits. And joy empowers us to receive the blessing. And you may say, well, I don't feel joyful. Well, don't wait for feelings. Don't wait. If you allow feelings to rule you, you're ruled by the wrong thing. Joy is of the heart. Let your heart inform your flesh. Let it show on your face. Hey. Yeah, just let joy show, show on your face. It's really nice. You know, when you see somebody, I mean, I'm a smiley person, and my mum was the same. She'd, she'd be smiling, always be smiling. And I'm like that too. I smile at everyone. I go down the street because I think everyone needs cheering up. <laughs> and I just smile at them and say, hello, you know, and say, have a nice day or whatever because people are down. They really are. So wherever I go, I just, I will smile at people and greet them if necessary. Yeah. Even if they are old misery guts. <laughs> <laughs> they need, they especially need a, a smile and uh, something, you know, they need that. Isn't that right? Okay. You'll all be going home talking about that now, won't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. So we've got to step out in faith sometimes, just, just in faith. 
And we have every reason to be joyful, really. Let's consider it. We're saved. We're born of God. We're daughters of the Most High God. Heaven's our destiny. God's got a mansion waiting for us, a mansion, not just a dinky little house. He's got a mansion for each and every one of us. And it won't be a mansion like the world's mansion. It'll be far glorious than that. So, you know, this, this is all good. Absolutely is. We're redeemed from Satan's power. He has no power over us. You know, it's up to us how we want to feel. It really is. Absolutely. We've got to renew our minds to live life with joy and gladness of heart. The world is programmed to depress us and to suck the life and joy out of us, isn't it? So we need to renew our mind to the word of God and we need to go watch something funny. You know, go go watch something funny. You know, on YouTube, they might like funny animals. I quite like watching funny animals, <laughs> dogs, you know, and cats doing funny things. It's good. And it's just good. Or go watch something really, you know, just lovely, something lovely. Don't pick anything horrible. Get rid of that. Don't watch any darkness. Watch something that's going to fill you with the light and the life of God. So God has designed us to live in a higher realm, unaffected by the hard knocks of the world, a realm where we can walk in joy on a daily basis. In Isaiah 61.1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord, Jesus, is talking about Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. And it goes on in verse 3, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. Sometimes we mourn failure. We mourn the loss of a job. We mourn, of course, the loss of loved ones. We mourn the breakdown of a relationship. All these things, you know, they want us to mourn. There's sorrow enters our hearts. But it says, put on the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness. Say, okay, Lord, I've allowed that thing to hold me down and suck me down long enough. Now I'm going to put on the garment of praise. And just start praising God. Do a little jig. Dance around the <laughs> jig. <laughs> Do a jig. Dance around the lounge. Whatever. Yeah, watch Tarka. She'll show you how to do a little jig. <laughs> yeah. So you put on the garment of praise with a spirit of heaviness. And don't carry that around. Don't carry it. So it says that we may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So we have the Holy Spirit within us to give us the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I just wanted to give you six quick points to make joy a lifestyle. Number one, it requires a decision. You choose, okay, today. Every morning when you wake up, I choose to walk in joy today. When you wake up, thank you, Father, fill me up with your, for your grace for abundant life today. And I choose today, I'm going to walk. Enjoy. I'll be filled and remain filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The the sign of being filled of joy, it talks about in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now that doesn't mean you actually go around, you know, singing to everybody and <laughs> I think. Oh, that person's a bit weird. But anyway, but 
you can do it in your home. Be filled with the Spirit speaking. If somebody's there, speak, to, you know, tell them good things, you know. And uh, if you've got a spiritual song, you could sing it to you. Lisa could sing it to Peter and <laughs> Pastor Peter. <laughs> anyway, what's that? Okay, yeah. Come on, that, yeah, that'd be gorgeous, Amy. Uh, number two, okay, I will count it all joy in difficult times and good times. Count it all joy. Say, okay, Lord, this is, this is, these are difficult times, but count it all joy in the difficult times and the good times. You know, Paul and Silas, remember they were arrested, beaten, they were thrown in those filthy old jails, jails, feet in stocks, and what were they doing? Their backs were bleeding, torn, singing, praising God, rejoicing, filled with joy. And what happened? At midnight, the place shook. The door, all their, their um, all, everything fell off them. All the chains fell off. The doors were open. The prison doors were open. And they were so busy singing. They were still sitting there in the jail. They came running in. And they, hadn't, they could have escaped, but they didn't. But they were rejoicing in the Lord. And he set them free. He really did set them free. And the, the prison guard, he washed their wounds after that. He was... He was really um, remorseful, <laughs> washed their wounds, bathed and so forth. So count it all joy in the difficult times and the good times. Number three, I will rejoice always. It says that in Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So yield to the things of God. Don't yield to darkness. Stop moaning about things. Don't get resentful and bitter about things. Otherwise, if you do, failure will come upon you. And number four, meditate on God's goodness. As we meditate on his goodness, on the wonderful gift of salvation, joy will bubble up as we worship him. Joy will come. It says in Psalm 145.5, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Just try that. Do that. 145 verse 5. Right, number five, I will rejoice at your word as one who finds treasure. That's in Psalm 119, verses 162. I will rejoice at your word as one who finds treasure. How about treating the Bible as treasure? And you can rejoice at the wonderful promises that God has put in there for each and every one of us. And the final one, number six, get in his presence daily. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So joy, it's not expressionless. It has to be expressed. And, you know, it's seen in our words, it's in our praise, it's in our singing and our laughter, clapping and shouting, whatever, dancing, whatever. So we should be shouting every morning, praise God. <laughs> Try it tomorrow. Praise God. This is a good day. I'm going to be happy. Today I'm going to be filled with the joy of God and the life and the light of God. I refuse to be sad any longer. I refuse to be old grumpy guts. <laughs> I'm a child of Almighty God. That's who I am. I am blessed. 
I'm not under the curse of lack and sickness or oppression or defeat and failure. I'm not under that. I am blessed, praise God, forevermore. So remember, joy is a weapon which defeats Satan's attacks. If he can't take away your joy, then he cannot have access to you and to all that you have. There was a book that somebody wrote many years ago, if the devil can't steal your joy, he can't steal your goods. It's so true. If the devil can't steal your joy, he cannot steal your goods. Praise steals the enemy. It shuts him down. It confuses him. And he brings, you know, if he tries to bring something bad our way, instead of us responding with fear or sadness or defeat, we rejoice because we know that God will turn what the enemy meant for our, meant for our harm. He will turn it around for our good. So life is a gift to enjoy. Make laughter a way of life. Find things to laugh at. And that's not that you can laugh at your wife or your husband. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I just naughty. I'm just getting naughty sometimes. So make laughter a way of life. Find things to laugh at. Okay? Things that bring a smile to your face. It's a, life is a gift to enjoy. Enjoy life. Have fun. And laugh lots. Amen. So that's the... There endeth the lesson. <laughs> okay. So how about we just how about we stand up and say something together? Okay. Okay, let's start this way. Lord, today I choose Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for dying for me on the cross so I could be forgiven and made right with God. I choose life. I choose joy. And I thank you for making me righteous with your righteousness. I choose to serve you with joy and gladness of heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with joy. Fill me with love and peace. Today I choose to enjoy life. I choose to have fun, to laugh often, to sing and shout praises. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Okay, praise the Lord. Now, if you need prayer, uh, we will open at the um, 